0: Welcome back, Literary Slummers, to another episode of Shelf Aware, the podcast where we are delving into books outside of our comfort zones.
1: I'm Anna. And I'm Em. This week on Shelf Aware, we are wrapping up Anna's unit on the prince marries a dum-dum or cross-class relationships Mm -hmm. or whatever you want to call it. Uh, The trope in which someone of a high rank marries someone of a lower rank and... And that's where the they drama is. They have to is. deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we had previously read uh, Crown Duel and Court Duel by Sherwood Smith as Anna's introduction to the best book in this genre. Yes, that's one or, of my
0: all-time favorites.
1: And that's why she doesn't like other books of this trope. Mm-hmm. Um, we followed that up by reading a Cinderella retelling, Cinderella being one of the main the earliest examples of this trope with uh, Just Ella by Margaret Peterson Haddix two mm. mixed reviews. Uh, <laughs> and then this week I brought to the table a book that I hoped would fit the brief and Anna mm-hmm. would also like. Mm-hmm. Um, and that book was Spinning Silver by Naomi Novik. Um, I chose this book, having read it before, mainly because I wanted to read it again. <laughs> but uh, uh, oh. <laughs> also okay. because I think it was really, really good and I knew Anna would like it. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I guess that's a little presumptuous of me. We'll see if that turns out to be true. Uh, And then I didn't remember, like, I'd read this book once. I knew I liked it. And I knew there were two different cross-class relationships in it. Mm -hmm. So I felt like at least one of those would fit the brief. Yes. I don't, having reread it, I'm not, I think I can argue that they do. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. let's see if Anna agrees. Anna, what do you think of this book? Okay. So
0: for the most part, I did enjoy this book. But okay. one you had cuz we texted about this earlier. You had forgotten it's sad. <laughs> the beginning of this
1: <laughs> book is very it's sad. Real sad.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and um
0: kind of like I don't know, Naomi Novik. I've read I've read Uprooted. And have you read that one? Mm. Yes. Okay. So you've read like most of her stuff then cuz you read the Dragon books.
1: Well, I've read a couple of the Uh, his majesty's dragon the tremor series i've read like the first two and i fully intend to read more of them um but i've also and then i've also read uh uprooted and spinning silver
0: yes uprooted is like very good book i would probably say that was probably one of my favorites and so Mm. i think this book suffered just a little bit because it wasn't uprooted (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which I love dearly yeah so this book was very sad and and Naomi Novik just has like this very sad tone to her writing in the fairy tale books I can't speak for the dragon ones because I haven't read those but her two fairy tale books are just like melancholy <laughs> <laughs> and then there was the other issue which again we talked about a little bit in Texas, like how I have these mixed feelings about how Naomi mm-hmm. Novik creates these totally asshole, terrible men who treat women yes. terribly. And but by the end of the book, you're like, boy, I hope they fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real problematic at times.
1: <laughs> yeah. Rereading this, I definitely agree with you. I I absolutely love the two guys, the two trash boys in this book, but they are real trash boys. So and trash. I do want to get into that in depth as we get into this book a little bit more.
0: Yes. I think the, the the Tsar more than the Stark King, mm-hmm. uh, just because there's, like, no reason for the Tsar and the Tsarina to be in love, but then, like, they are, so.
1: I, I think there are two different flavors of Trash Boy in this book, mm-hmm. and it has led me into creating a, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, a... A spectrum. Not even a spectrum, uh, but, like, a classification of Trash Boys. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but again, we'll get into that okay. a little bit later.
0: Are you going to make a BuzzFeed quiz? It's like which I'm flavor kinda of thinking trash I boy might. are you, or which flavor <laughs> of trash boy would you fall in love with? Um, but I did like it. I liked Miriam's storyline a lot better than I liked mm-hmm. Irina's, even though Irina's had a lot more of like the fantasy the elements to it. Mm-hmm. I yeah. just I felt like Miriam was a little bit more well. <laughs> I guess it's 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 hard so so Irina's character had like the political savvy that I really appreciate Uh Miriam just had like this like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm just gonna do it I'm gonna accomplish something attitude that I found really appealing because this book like I said is just very sad so you're like I just need someone to succeed and that (laughs) someone is Miriam in everything she does
1: (laughs) Miriam is so great Mm -hmm. I want to talk about her at length but I'm not going to because it would literally be like an hour of me rambling about how much I love Miriam. Mm -hmm. I love all of the characters in this book. I really really like this book you guys. I reread it and I think it stands up. Although there definitely are issues that we can get into but um or maybe not issues just things that maybe like you said they're a little problematic and we can discuss whether or not this book carries that off or not. Yes. But uh Miriam is like I think the thing I love about the three main female characters in this book is that none of them are strong female characters, mm-hmm. right? Like they're not like SFC, capital SFC, strong female characters, yeah. but they're all like really good, well written female realistic. characters. And none of them are nice, right? Yes. Like, Wanda they're can all kind of be,
0: but she definitely is like, I have ulterior motives.
1: Right, but I mean, like, they're good people mm-hmm. for the most part, but they're not nice. Like, mm-hmm. Wanda is like, she doesn't like her, she doesn't love her brothers until they, until like, they go end. through some shit together, yeah. right? Like, and and Miriam is like, fuck these people, fuck this town, I don't like it here, I'm not gonna forgive them, mm-hmm. right? And then Arena's just, like, miss politics and trying to, like, outmaneuver stuff, and she's not trying to, like, she fully... It, she's like people might have to die for this yes. and i have like that's just how it is and sorry you know they're mm-hmm. not nice people and also she's ugly <laughs> she's also <laughs> ugly which I, I mean all of them are kind of kind of not like yeah they they weren't
0: like known for their looks which is fine
1: yes which is good yeah. i think well wanda kind of is again because she keeps getting all those marriage she's just offers a big
0: but in that way, yeah, that's a like milkmaid
1: big, you know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> strong, strapping, blonde lass. and buxom glass. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really like the female characters of this book. Yeah,
0: I do too. I like the characters. I feel like it, I would say it like fills 75% of the brief. I think I would have liked mm. it a little bit more if it was, like, I kind of, I kind of want a book where it, it talks more about Miriam's time in the Stark Kingdom because that was yeah. the part of the book I liked the most. But mm-hmm. that being said, what we got as a book is very good.
1: Yeah. But I yeah. I think I think it's also interesting having reread this, um I didn't remember there being so many viewpoint characters. There was right? a lot. Like, there Well, and it starts out with just being two, mm-hmm. right? It's Wanda and Miriam. And then you kind of get like, and it's kind of like interesting form following function sort of thing of like the idea of spinning a story, right? Mm-hmm. And like all these fibers coming together and twisting together yes. as you like spin further. And I think it's like really well crafted. And I can't think of one that I would cut, but I was kind of like, oh, wait, like this isn't mainly... <laughs> This isn't mainly Miriam. Yeah. I forgot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and, and it's confusing because it does start out that way because it takes a good, mm-hmm. like, 20% of the book to get to what is actually the plot, I feel like. It's a lot of backstory yeah. back and setup and stuff, which is fine. It was entertaining. But I, I didn't – like, I knew that this was vaguely um, going into it, but I didn't know – Anything else about it. And so I was just, yeah. like, tricking along, like, this is going to be a really good book. I like this. Wonder when they're all going to get married or whatever. And then it was like, here's a third, and then a fourth, and then a fifth, and then a sixth <laughs> viewpoint. And and it doesn't, like, it doesn't tell you. There's no headings or anything. Yes. To be Like, Tyrion's chapter, you know? But it's like...
1: Right it's just suddenly it's like, you're in a I different am people. yeah
0: and it's all in first person and it and you don't find out for like a couple of pages who the main what the character's name is unless you like really get it picking up on context clues. So. yeah
1: I think it does a pretty good job of like giving them distinct voices mm-hmm. but again you have to hear that voice at least once before you can like pick up on it for the next time they come around yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. um with that being said who would you recommend this book to
0: Ooh, who would I recommend this book to? I would recommend it to I don't want to say everyone, because this definitely isn't mm-hmm. a book for everyone, I don't think. It's very um at times just very slow, like at the beginning, very quiet and very, very sad at points. Um, but if you if you do love fairy tales, if you like uh stories about the Fae, this is a little bit of a different twist on it, I think. Yeah. Um if you like if you like um like Shanna Shannon Sean and mcguire's um every heart of doorway it's kind of got that same feel to me where it's just a little bit a little bit edgy a little bit dark um mm. it doesn't really feel like a happy story until like the very the 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 very end
1: <laughs> <laughs> like last page
0: yeah and then you're like oh
1: <laughs> what about you um i will counteract what you said i recommend this book to everyone <laughs> um I would recommend this book like in broad strokes, but at the top here, I do want to, cause we talked about it sad. Right. And I yeah. do want to throw out this book kind of second week or not week, but second time this month that I've, uh, highly recommended a book that does contain themes of child abuse. Hmm. And so if lot, that is yeah. something that is triggering, triggering to you, or you don't want to read that one of the, um, kids or one of the characters in this book comes from a family whose father is very abusive. And, we as like also a caveat to us talking about it we might get into that slightly in this episode so if that's something that bothers you and you don't want to hear about we're not going to get graphic about it obviously but it might come up yeah yeah and it does come up in this book so maybe skip this one if that's something that you don't want to read about
0: yeah it's it's i don't know i don't want to say it's like important in the storyline but Mm -hmm. it is kind of in that way that like Unfortunately, some people use, like, sexual assault as, like,
1: yeah you
0: know, that pivoting moment in a character's life.
1: I don't think that it's used gratuitously. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think it's, like, tragedy porn at any point, you know? Yeah, no. Where I think because it's from that character's viewpoint rather than, like, an outsider's viewpoint, Mm -hmm. it's just, like, very realistic and, like, this is her lived experience. But at the same time, that doesn't change the fact that that might you know, not be something you want to read about in oh, your fantasy yeah. novels. It was, it was novels. very upsetting
0: like, to me, personally. Yeah. Very difficult to get through at times, but... Everyone gets a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess. Wanda just kind of, like... I think she does. She gets her freedom, I guess. Um, okay, yeah, so I guess we can get into the plot of the book. Uh, like I said, I've got a lot of notes on this one. I don't know. I feel like maybe... Especially towards the end, I think a lot of it was just me rambling and having commentary. So maybe it won't take as long as I think it will, but I guess just (laughs) cut whatever needs to be cut.
1: I feel like I, this is going to be one where I might not, well, I say that, but then that's never true. I was going to say I might not interrupt as much because I don't, like, I specifically got the Kindle version of this from the library Mm -hmm. because I have a hard copy of it so that I could highlight and take notes to have stuff to joke about Mm -hmm. and didn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) i highlighted like two things nice
0: well let's just see what happens i'm sure let's it'll be go fine. for it it'll be fine <laughs> um okay so there are three main characters in this book as we've kind of hinted around uh miriam who is a jewish girl whose father is the town's money lender and he is not good at his job because he is just too nice he doesn't really like harass people for money they often tell him oh, we don't have it this week. And so he's like, "Ah, eh, that's okay. So basically he gave away all their money and now they're poor. So <laughs> <laughs> one day Miriam decides she has had enough of this because her mother gets very sick. So she goes around town and she demands the loans be repaid and then it kind of snows ba- snowballs from there. She essentially takes over her father's business and she is very good at the job. Then there's Wanda, who is a girl who lives in the same town as Miriam, and her father is an abusive alcoholic, and her mother died while giving birth to a child who also didn't survive. And Wanda has two younger brothers, Sergei, 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 I think Sergei, Sergei, and Stepan. And they, Wanda and Miriam are connected because Wanda's father owes Miriam, or Miriam's father, money that... um he cannot repay. So Wanda ends up working for Miriam to fulfill the debt. And eventually it kind of evolves into Wanda beginning to collect her own wages. And, um, she also like becomes the, the collection agency for the money lenders, kind of like she's the one that goes knocking on everybody's doors, asking for their money. And so she starts to save up a little bit of money on the side and doesn't tell her father about it. And then Irina is the homely daughter of a duke. And her her mother died when she was a child. And it was said that her mother had the blood of Starks, which they're basically like the elves or the fae of this story. They're these like magical race, of very tall, very strong buff ice people that live in a real hidden-
1: Jack Frost. Types. Yeah, like Jack
0: Frost, though. <laughs> <laughs> and they live in a hidden world that can only be accessed during winter. Which is um, super convenient for them because the Starks want <laughs> it to be winter all the time. <laughs> yeah. Everybody else hates it, but the Starks love it. They love winter. Uh, one day while riding in the forest, Miriam is arguing with her mom about her work. Because Miriam's mom is like, this is bad work for a young lady to do. I don't like you staining your soul, basically, with collecting money from people. I don't like the kind of person that's turning you into And Miriam's like, you should just be proud of me because you have a daughter who can turn silver into gold.
1: (laughs) I did want to talk about real quick, um, (laughs) real quick. Yeah, right. Uh, (laughs) The, one of the things I liked about this book, uh, one of the many things I liked about this book. What didn't you like about the book? Uh, which is, um. Kind of the intersectionality of these characters, like identities, Mm -hmm. right? Because like we talked a little bit about um, Miriam's father and how he's like too soft on people and, you know, whatever. And that's, you know, a problem for Miriam because it means her family's poor. Right. uh this this book also brings up the fact that like the reason that her father is soft on people is because he is the only Jewish person in this town. Mm-hmm. And there have been like incidents in other towns of Jewish people getting killed or run out of town. Yes. Right. So like, yes, he's soft on people, and part of that is like his person him and Miriam's mother, and like what they take from their religion mm-hmm. and like their beliefs being like we have to be kind to people and whatever, but part of it is also self-preservation. And I think this book does a really good job of showing how these different like identities affect one another, not so much racial because this book doesn't really get into that too much, but like uh, ethnic with Jewish and gender identities and also class identities. Right. Mm -hmm. Because like the issues that Miriam faces as a young poor Jewish woman are very different than the issues that her cousin Basia faces as like a richer, well-to-do Jewish woman. Like they're both being oppressed but in different ways. Mm -hmm. And then that also gets into like, okay but then you have someone from like absolute utter poverty like um Wanda Wanda, who's dealing with all of these other issues where she like she's being traded she's being commodified by her father like he keeps trying to sell her for drink essentially in order like trying to marry her off in order to get money and whatever Mm -hmm. which is not the same sort of oppression that Miriam who is also poor but in kind of like a temporary poverty situation um like the, her, their issues are totally different. And then like at the same time, there's also the moment where Wanda like realizes that Miriam is oppressed because of her Jewish identity when she ends yes, up in the Jewish quarters I really like that and is scene. like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And is like, oh, I, this this feels so strange to me to be the only person here that is of this group. And then she's yeah. like, oh, but Miriam actually... feels like this all the time. Yeah. So I think this does a really good job of not being like, oh, this person has it so much. And then also, like, Arena is also very much oppressed because of the fact that she's a woman, but has certain privileges because of the fact that she is upper class, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, there's all of these different, like, things at play. And I liked that everyone was allowed to, like, have space to... uh fight against their oppression without it taking away from other peoples, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. And I and I like, too, that they all seem to recognize that in each other as well. Like, they didn't try to make it like, well, poor Wanda, she's had it the worst, so, you know, right. blah, blah, blah. But it was, you know, a situation where Wanda could see how Miriam suffered and Miriam could see how Wanda suffered. And they, they could, like, work together to uplift each other as opposed to... Right. You know, playing like the Who has a worst game, which yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm trying to find where I was in my notes. Sorry, that no, was a big. It was it was very <laughs> quick, like you
1: said. Shut the I'm fuck just... up.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: I'm never quick about anything.
0: <laughs> so Miriam has yelled in the forest that she can turn silver into gold, which she means and as we the readers interpret she can take silver pieces of money and turn them into gold pieces of money which are worth more through and, barter yes and she's, bartering, she's trading whatever but the king of the starks overhears this and in his mind this is more of a magical thing um though he is like later disillusioned to that he's like yo i know you did this cheaply but it still grants it magic because you were able to to find a way, a loophole, whatever. Anyway, it doesn't matter, magic. But he (laughs) sort of begins stalking Miriam a little bit. Like, he'll peep inside their windows and leave footprints in the snow and stuff. So Miriam's family hires the oldest of Wanda's brothers, Sergei, to start staying the night at their house for added protection. So then he's getting paid as well. So Wanda and her brother are kind of building up a little nest egg for them to escape from their dad. But... It doesn't really work because the Stark is able to contact Miriam, and he gives her an amount of silver. And the first one's like six coins, six silver yeah. coins, which are like the Stark silver, so they're like really fancy silver. And he's like, "You have until tomorrow or two days or three whatever it was, three days probably, because it's fairy tale, to turn this into gold." Um, and if you if she is able to do this three times with increasing amounts, then the Stark will take her as his bride. Otherwise, he'll kill her. Or, like, she thinks he'll kill her. He doesn't really say. He's like, something, something, you'll be forfeit. When she's like, oh, that probably means I'm going to die. Probably a safe guess.
1: (laughs) This is a world in which, like, the Stark... I do want to get... Because this is going to lead into my trash boy talk in a little Mm -hmm. bit. The Stark are murdering rapists, right? Like, that's their whole vibe. It's like, only... And eventually we find out that only who he lets through can come into our world. Mm. But essentially, the human experience of the Starks is that they come around and occasionally kill people, definitely try to take their gold. They really like gold. They really want gold. They're so, so, so horny for gold. Because it's like the sun. And that's pretty much like what they know of the Starks is that they like they, they kill people and they take gold. Mm-hmm. And they don't like it if you kill the very very white animals in the forest because those belong to the the starks how dare you
0: (laughs) yeah they can like steal your soul and leave you as just like a shell of a person or they can also like completely freeze you and kill you that way or they can like hurt you and then you can get up and Spend the rest of the day alive, and then die in your sleep. Like they've got a lot of powers. Like they, they're killing yeah, people a, lot, in a of, lot of ways. A lot of
1: things going on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: um Miriam is successful in her test though, because Miriam is successful at everything. She's a boss ass bitch.
1: Miriam is so good, She's
0: so good. She takes the silver the Stark gives her to a jeweler who melts the silver down and makes jewelry to sell to the Duke. And Miriam gives the profit in gold coins to the Stark. So the jeweler makes, with the first batch, he makes a little ring, and then a necklace, and then finally a crown. And having succeeded in her task, Miriam is whisked off to the Stark's kingdom, and they are married, and both of them are extremely unhappy about it. (laughs) (laughs) In the meantime, the duke has given these items to his daughter, Irina, and when she puts them on, she is suddenly seen as a beautiful and possibly dangerous-looking woman. It's not, I think everybody kind of sees something different would be my guess, but.
1: I think it's just a general enchant. Yeah. Enchantingness. aura
0: about her yeah. that's now beautiful, not homely, homely added Because there
1: girl. is a point where her, spoiler, eventual husband, who doesn't seem to be affected by this, draws her multiple times and everyone's like, yeah, that looks like her. So it doesn't seem to like change her appearance mm. necessarily. It's just like gives her a vibe of sexiness and confidence (laughs) see
0: i read that as that they all just thought he was really bad at drawing they were oh maybe they're like oh yes my lord that definitely looks like the arena
1: Mm. (laughs) you should stop drawing immediately (laughs) (laughs) see i took it as like yeah that that looks like her (laughs) yeah but it's not a good likeness because it doesn't have the same like aura Mm. of Mm, the va-va-voom yes, effect that the is given to her package. by the jewelry
0: <laughs> so when the duke sees this effect he's like oh i can definitely marry this daughter off to the czar that's great um <laughs> and <laughs> Irina has known the czar since childhood and she hates him because he has a tendency towards violence um the one memory that really stands out to her is when she was really little and he was younger she caught him like he had killed some squirrels and then he was like playing puppetry with their bodies or some shit and she's like no don't do that and he's like fuck you and everywhere she went he would like like dead squirrels would pop up so she's like this guy sucks i fucking hate him it's fair Now,
1: here's a question i have about all this that i don't know if this ever gets resolved the dead squirrel thing him killing the dead squirrels, we know why he does that yes. because it's something that his brother, who he loved very much, who apparently was also yeah, I feel like the brother's the bigger problem here. A problem yeah. also did, so I guess we can write that off as that's probably okay. He was just are mimicking. we <laughs> yeah, like it's still a problem. Well, but it's person like whatever. Who
0: liked him also liked to kill squirrels
1: and play with. So them, he is so. like this is cool to kill yeah. dead squirrels. Okay, fine. <laughs> Do we think the him leaving dead squirrels for her to find was him doing that or? another spoiler he's possessed by a demon was it the demon because if it was the demon it's kind of okay if it was him that's not something he learned he came up with that on his that own that is true i
0: know exactly which is why i don't know where i fall with him because we're supposed to sympathize later on in the book we're supposed to sympathize mm-hmm. with those are because okay let's just let's just get it all out here spoilers <laughs> he <laughs> before he was born his mother promised him to this demon uh
1: his mother stiltskin.
0: essentially <laughs> and so he has always lived with this demon inside him, and he hates this guy and the demon like eats people and shit because it kind of it takes over at night and if he like sleeps with anyone it just like gobbles them right num nom,
1: nom, num oh, num 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 delicious nom.
0: and he, because of this, he just always has this feeling of, like people are using me and I can't trust anybody. Nobody likes me for me. Wah, wah, wah. But y- you ask a good question. Like, was he the one that did the squirrel thing? Because if he was, I don't give a <laughs> shit that nobody likes
1: you for real, man. <laughs> did that happen during the day? Is the question. Well, she came. Because she yeah. found them. She would find them when she went out to play, which kind of implies that happened at night, I think. Mm. But Except for unless then how he was just she she like keep
0: coming across them, because then it's like,
1: well, because she, he, she says like, oh, it was hidden in places the gardeners wouldn't find, mm-hmm. which to me implies that he did it at night when the gardeners were asleep, and so like you know, because yeah. it's like if he was doing it,
0: maybe they throughout the day he had maybe other she shit had to really do. Maybe luck. she just had bad luck. <laughs> Maybe she's taking this all too personally. And she, really both sometimes, the czar and the demon are like, we don't
1: what stop making this about you, girl. Sometimes you find a dead squirrel <laughs> and it doesn't mean anything, okay, Arena? <laughs> God.
0: Oh, God. She has to marry this guy. Neither of them it's really want to. Well, okay, so the her husband the czar he does not he's not fooled by the enchantments probably because he has a demon inside him but the demon sees her and he's like "Mm, you have the smell of stark about you because i guess her mom her mom was like a stark witch i don't know whatever her mom her
1: her great possibly two greats grandmother was raped by a stark knight Mm. and so her son was half Stark and then and the then lineage through yeah. into Arena. So she's a little little bit of Stark. Mm. Just a little drop of Stark.
0: <laughs> which which is amplified when she wears the Stark jewellery. But the demon sees her, and he's like, I must gobble her up. So marry her so I can have her as a meal. <laughs> um luckily Arena discovers that when she wears all of her new Stark jewelry, she is able to step through any mirror and end up near this particular cottage in the Stark Kingdom. And she does this. She hides from her husband at night because she fears what he will do to her. And, um, we already said all this stuff. That's next to my notes, so (laughs) my sentence there. (laughs) Meanwhile, there's a lot of meanwhiles in this summary.
1: Meanwhile, Wanda has returned. There's a lot of meanwhiles in this book. Yes, there is. Stuff happens, like, kind of out of order and, like, kind of, it, like, goes back and is like, okay. Yeah. It's it's kind of like it'll get to the end of a chapter in Wanda's perspective and it'll be like, freeze frame Arena's perspective. Yeah. Here's You're how we got to this point. You're probably wondering how I got here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> oh. So, meanwhile, Wanda has returned home one day to her father's house to find that her father has agreed to marry her off to a local brewer's son in exchange for one jar of Krupnik a week, which, like, Krupnik is good, but that's mm, mm, mm. I've never had krupnik. Have you? Yeah, it's like a I'm pretty oh, let me make sure, let me Google this to make sure I'm not lying at my ass. But I'm pretty sure it's like a honey <laughs> mead. Oh. I've had I've had a drink called Krupnikus, Yes. That's what it's just what it's called in Lithuanian, but krupnik mm. is the Polish word for it. So yes, I have had it. Yes, it is delicious. Anyway, okay. Moving on. Krupnik is good, but like I wouldn't sell my daughter for just one jar of it a week.
1: Well, I mean, how good's the Kropnik and how good <laughs> how shitty's the daughter? <laughs> it's Wanda. Wanda's priceless. Yeah, Wanda definitely. Her but you know what? I might have sold Sergey for that Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, ideally, we wouldn't sell anybody for any amount of alcohol. We would just let people. (laughs) We would not do a slavery.
1: Right. Yes, 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 (laughs) yes. Don't sell people for Krupnik. Yeah,
0: that's bad. (laughs) It's extremely bad. But it's okay because Wanda refuses to marry. So her father begins to beat her for it. And her brothers step in. And together, the three of them fight off the dad, but also accidentally kill him. And the brewer of the Krupnik, and I think his son is fucked off at this point, but the Brewer witnesses yeah, I this. Yeah, think so. And he's like, I'm going to go tattle on you guys. So Wanda and her brothers have to leave. And they go to say goodbye to their mom, who is buried underneath a tree in their garden that belongs to the Starks. It's kind of magical. They Throughout the book, they kind of like go and talk to their mom and she kind of responds. But all through like a mystical druid hippie kind of way. And as they're saying goodbye, they cast
1: commune with nature.
0: (laughs) As they're saying goodbye, the tree like gives a nut to Stepan, the youngest, as a parting gift. And the two older siblings decide that Stepan should stay with Miriam's mother and father, who have been very good to the other two. um, While Wanda and Sergey flee into the woods, mostly because he might slow them down because he's younger, Um, but also I think they just they want him to be safe because he's just a little boy
1: yeah and they also talk about that um he wouldn't be implicated in the murder charges like so it's fine if they leave him yeah
0: um and while wanda and sergey flee into the woods they discover a particular cottage where things seem to appear and reappear as they're sleeping like food and supplies and a mysteriously knitted blanket anyway it's a whole thing
1: There's a big section of this book that is a chores book.
0: Yeah, but interesting
1: (laughs) chores. (laughs) Yeah, because there's magic.
0: Yeah, the magic of mathematics.
1: (laughs) And actual magic. Oh,
0: yeah, there is that too. (laughs) 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 Meanwhile, Miriam is stuck in the Stark castle and has, uh, essentially she's bargained. So her husband's like... Now that it is night, I must do unto you what husbands do to their wives. And Miriam's like, ew, no. Uh, <laughs> what can I bargain to get you to not have sex with me? <laughs> and he's, he's like, I'll give you some jewels. And she's like, no way. This was too easy. I went to bargain for the answer, the true, honest answer to three questions every night in exchange for not having you enter me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so... Do be clear... It's it's not that he really wants to fuck her. It's that he's like this, is because this is the whole thing with the Starks, right? It's like they have rules and rules and rules and everything has to be like equal and equitable yes. and whatever, right? So like she bargained for them to be married. And so as part of that bargain, she has a right to fuck him. So he's like, well, you have a right to fuck me. So we must fuck. And she's like, I will bargain away my rights for that in exchange for some answers. <laughs>
0: and he's like, that is such a, pithy bargain i'll take it though
1: (laughs) because he also does not want to fuck exactly (laughs) i think that's important because it would also maybe move him from the trash boy pile that he's currently in into the trash boy pile that um the czar is in if he was like i want to fuck you so badly we're gonna do it we're gonna do
0: it unless you can come up with questions or something but it's nice that they're not forced into anything, I guess. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> uh, Miriam also now has an actual magical ability to physically change silver into gold just by like waving her hands or touching it or whatever.
1: The rules in the Stark Kingdom go if you say, if you say that something is true and then you prove it's true three times, it is true. Yes. So like she said that she could turn silver into gold. She proved it was true three times. So now it's true. Mm-hmm. So she can just do it. Which is neat. It that's is pretty. Mean.
0: Like I, it's pretty
1: neat. I'm
0: like, I want to go to the Stark Kingdom.
1: Right? I feel like I could, I could, I could deal lawyer deal. my way around some bullshit to give myself magic powers. Hundred percent. Be like, I can fly, and then like fly an airplane three times, and then <laughs> like, be like, no, now I, I can fly. Sh- <laughs>
0: <laughs> but Miriam, that ungrateful little girl hates it here. <laughs> uh, and she, I. The the Stark King does nothing to, like, make her situation easier for her. Like, he gives her some servants and he tells them that they cannot answer any of her questions because that would be a cheat onto him. And I, basically tries to teach her nothing of Stark culture or anything. So she's just, like, bumbling around turning silver into gold and naming people willy-nilly. <laughs> As we all know in Rumpelstiltskin fairy tales, like, the name is very important and secretive. But... It's fine. Everyone and her servants love her. It's fine. But she she hates it and she decides one day to go for a ride in a sled as far as the chauffeur, named chauffeur, is willing to take her. And on this ride she stumbles upon a particular cottage. And here she finds Irina who tells her her woes about her husband's demon trying to kill her. And Miriam's like, okay, but what if we trade your life for the life of a Stark king that I fucking hate? My cousin's wedding is in three days because this is a fairy tale. And if you guys can get there, I'll try to get there, too, with my husband. And then we can just, like, swap. We'll be fine.
1: It'll We're strangers on a training this. Yep. Um, yep. <laughs> you're, your husband's going to kill my husband. My husband's going to kill your husband. No one will connect us to it. It's great. And
0: then we'll get married. I mean.
1: Um, okay 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 <laughs> not so much arena but like definitely the first i didn't feel this way this time through because i knew everything yeah. ended but like definitely the first time through i was 100% vibing with uh wanda and miriam me too i was like I actually these went two need the to kiss on
0: goodreads i was like is this lgbt but they did not have that alas stuff, so i, was like, mm, I do
1: want to actually talk about the lgbt this is as good a time as any to bring it up Why not? the lgbt rep in this because that is actually probably my one major serious complaint mm-hmm. about this book is that the LGBT rep in this is questionable because the LGBT rep in this consists of one character mm-hmm. which again oh, it's I, I forgot think,
0: about him oh yeah Ilius you forgot about about cousin Ilias yeah 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 oh my god
1: um I I've talked a lot, especially on our other podcast that we used to do about Christmas rom coms, about like whether it's better to have like
0: we now are gay apparel,
1: kind yeah, kind of shitty gay rep, or just don't do gay rep at all. Like which one's worse? Um, I don't know that. Like I I don't want to like castigate this book or be like this is terrible or anything, but it's not great. That literally the only gay character in this book, unless I missed something and someone else is gay coded, but the only gay character in this book is the czar's cousin who has an incestuous crush on him. And isn't even like
0: making a secret about it.
1: And then he's forced into a heterosexual marriage. Like, again. And told to be glad for it. Yes. And I think I wouldn't have a problem with it if he was like an actual character, but he's just kind of there. So it's kind of a weird choice. It was
0: weird. It was like, he was a character. I feel like the author needed him to be desperate for something. And this was the, this was an excuse, I guess, like his unrequited love for his cousin meant that he would be free to just marry whoever the fuck. Fe- like, like that was something the czar would be like, get him out of my hair and marry him to someone, right? Like to make it kind of easy. Which
1: I just feel fine. like there were a lot of other ways to do that, or you could have other queer rep, yeah. so it's not literally the only queer character because yeah. unless, again, unless I miss something, which is possible.
0: I mean, Wanda didn't want to get married.
1: Yeah, she could I mean- She could
0: have been holding out for Miriam. I don't know
1: you know it's possible it's certainly a possibility but it's definitely not stated on the page no, it so i don't isn't. know if we can just count in it in my mind just in my yeah.
0: mind miriam and wanda get together at the end i know and the stark king is like but what about me Don't
1: <laughs> <laughs> told you too. you're a trash boy you, go in the trash boy pile
0: you treated women terribly go away <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: definitely a good fanfic sh- fanfic rewrite for this book.
0: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the Stark King tells Miriam, "I will take you to your cousin's wedding, but only if you turn three store rooms full of silver into gold before we have to go. Three store rooms full of silver within three days. Fairy tale.
1: <laughs> I do again want to." Because I feel like I must defend my trash boy, the Stark King, because I do love him a lot. I mean, I um, do too.
0: That's the problem. That's the problem I know, here It's a problem. that he's garbage. He's terrible, awful person. But I, I want to defend him because I don't think he is
1: in this moment. Mm.
0: Because no, not in this moment. This is the turning point. This is where you're like, maybe not trash boy.
1: <laughs> yes, maybe not trash boy, and maybe has feelings for Miriam. Mm. Um, because he's like, you. Okay, I'll take you to your cousin's wedding if. You turn three storerooms of silver into gold. And she's like, okay, sure, whatever, fine. And he's like, wait, what? You're supposed to bargain with me. What yeah, are you doing? Yeah, that was too much. That was too much. That was too much. What are you doing? And then he's like, well, now we have to do it. And she's and like. And he's like worried. He's, yeah, he keeps being like, Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs>
0: But Miriam's got some tricks up her sleeve because she yes. is nothing but successful and good. <laughs> <laughs> so basically he has three giant storerooms and he's like, turn all of the silver in these storerooms into gold. And she asks her servant, she's like, get all the silver out of the last storeroom.
1: Let's do Just this. Take it away. Uh, <laughs> Throw it in do. the trash with the trash boy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and she turns everything else into gold and the Stark King like loves her for it because essentially... She did a huge magical thing, and that created enough huge amount of magic that the king is able to use it to make winter last longer in her world. And that makes them more powerful and also makes them able to, like, go back to.
1: Yeah, I think it's also like literally the gold is where because the gold has sunshine in it, right? So they're stealing sunshine and using that. Like when they have the gold in the Stark Kingdom, it takes sunshine out of the real world. Mm-hmm.
0: It was it wasn't like super clear, which is
1: yeah, it's very fairy tale logic. The ma- yeah, like, the oh. magic system
0: in this, I was like, I crave explanation.
1: <laughs> I was into it because you know I love those stupid bullshit fairy tale logic type books where it's like it just is magical, just and if does. you say the thing three times, it becomes the thing, and I'm like, yes, of course, absolutely. Don't explain anything <laughs> to me. <laughs>
0: uh but yeah so the king basically he is like he does a total 180 on his attitude towards her and he's like lavishing her and she accidentally makes her servants into her bondsmen which is is like this unique relationship that they now have where whatever happens to miriam also happens to her bondsmen so since she is the queen they are also raised up to the highest levels of nobility but if she were to fail at something and she were like executed they would also take the fault for that and they would also be executed um as would their offspring so one of them has a daughter and so she's like "Mm, adds high stakes whatever it's very good i can't do it justice here don't have the time
1: i do feel like to some extent though This was kind of just like Naomi Novik being like, shit, I've really written myself into a corner with this whole she can only have three questions answered a day thing. I need to get away around this. Uh Aha! I'll make this relationship in which they can answer questions. now they are nobles
0: and they do not have to follow them, which like he's the king. I feel like they still have to do what the king says, but maybe I think
1: it's it's just because it's with her. Like, I think Uh, her rules with her, or like her her bargains, like they're included inside the bargain so like can they ask him three questions maybe i don't know it's <laughs> all tales. loosey-goosey fairy tales <laughs>
0: <laughs> meanwhile wanda Back and Sergei at the are reunited with Stepan and miriam's parents as um uh, Stepan and miriam's parents are going to the cousin's wedding and they and their guide get lost in the woods at night and almost freeze to death but then Sergey finds them. It's a whole thing. All that to say, Wanda, Sergey, and Steppen are all at the wedding also. Everybody's coming <laughs> together at the wedding. <laughs> so around midnight, uh, the night of the wedding, the Czar and Irina bust down the door and attempt to capture the Stark King using a silver chain to bind him. Uh, but shit does not go exactly as planned. And eventually they have to use Irina's silver necklace in order to get the job done. And everyone has to like hold on to the chain. They're like, oh, we can't let the Stark King go because winter sucks. Um... And then the demon inside the czar is, he's revealed to be Chernobog, which is an actual mythological fairy tale person. I don't know a lot about. I just know the name because of American Gods. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and also Disney. Disney used him for Fantasia.
0: Oh, I did not know that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That dude, that big scary dude in Fantasia is Chernobog. Oh.
0: I have not seen Fantasia in years. Decades.
1: Neither have I but I know, nerd. see, this is how much I know. I'm a fucking <laughs> Disney nerd. The show that they do at Disneyland. Okay, I'm done with this. <laughs> um, I can't get into the, refer- the Chernobog references in the Disney parks that I know Chernobog from. That's
0: our next project. But basically, right, right. the Star King um, is so strong that Chernobog can't eat him all in one sitting um so like they go and they put him in a prison and the demon eats a little bit of him every night he's like mm, i have my snacks i'm sated
1: and he's also connected to all of his people yeah, so it's like the heart the can eat all of the starks yeah through yeah you so know when he fairy tale him, fairy tale
0: is he just like eating one stark at a time like,
1: i think it's just a general like
0: power reserve lessened.
1: yeah like reserve of Stark magic like the ice and if it start melting yeah, <laughs> yeah. Global
0: warming to the starks
1: essentially okay. yes
0: so everyone's like yay victory but there's still 20 percent of the book left so you're like what what all is gonna happen
1: wow well we just started getting attached to this stark king yeah so we know we love I him hope.
0: now this garbage boy is a good boy <laughs> this, this is my garbage boy how dare you <laughs> He's my garbage boy and i want him now <laughs> Oh, as thanks for helping with the demon, Irina and the Tsar pardon Wanda and her brothers and tell them to go make a home anywhere they want. It'll be all theirs. Like, no indentured servitude or fiefdom or anything. It's just theirs. It's theirs. So, they go back to the cottage and they ask Miriam's parents to move in. Um, <laughs> I, don't know, I, just, I don't know why I thought that was so funny, but, like... <laughs> Hey, other person's mom and dad, you want to move in with us? (laughs) We need parental figures. There's
1: also, like, a literal line where Wanda realizes she can't just, like... Single white female Miriam. She's like <laughs> I kind of felt like I would have become Miriam and their replacement daughter after Miriam went to go live in fairyland. But like then I realized I actually can't Jewish, do that.
0: So I don't think that would uh fly. There's
1: a lot of reasons why they might prefer their actual daughter yes. and be sad she's gone. <laughs>
0: uh but Miriam gives them gives her parents her blessing to move in with Wanda. So fine it's all fine it's fine uh and miriam's also like dude i feel really guilty because i've basically doomed all of the king's subjects i mean the king whatever i do feel, feel kind of bad about that but mostly my bondsman um
1: and that one child and that one that child I
0: like. yeah so she goes to bust the king out of jail out of his little demon prison in exchange because it has to be a fair exchange she says stop making it winter And also, you have to promise that none of the Starks can just steal a woman to marry. Even you. And he's like, okay, okay, whatever, get me out of here. So the the escape is mostly successful. She gets him out, but the king is stabbed up pretty darn bad, and he can't heal himself or get back to his kingdom to heal because he made it not winter anymore. It's springtime now. Almost summer. Uh, Thanks a lot, Miriam. (laughs) I think this happened before.
1: Yeah, I think it was already spring once he got captured yeah. and then he just can't winter. Because the whole he's not going to make it winter thing is only supposed to take effect after they have aided him all the mm. way. So they're because they're still operating under that promise when they get him to the house. Oh, OK. So, like, I think that it's just he hasn't gotten his ice powers back because he's too banged up. He's got That's too straight. many boo-boos. He got stabbed so he can't, straight through his body. Yeah. So he can't make no more icicles. Yes.
0: And. Sergei is able to like uh, barter a pretty sweet deal with him because yeah. the, the king is like, No, you cannot pick me up because then I'll owe you something. And he's like, Fine, <laughs> then my crops will never die. Um, <laughs> I'll be able to hunt all your animals that I want. And there was another, there was like a third thing that he was yeah, like, Yeah, I'm trying to remember something's going to happen that isn't like natural. Like, none of my fruit trees will wither up in the winter. I don't know. It was something like that. But essentially, like, Sergei's going to have the most OP farm. It's just, (laughs) it's not even fair.
1: Fireplace demon. Hold on. This super doesn't matter. I don't know why I'm bothering to look it up, but now I'm in. For my, okay, he says, for my crops never to be blighted by frost and none of my herds ever lost in a blizzard and to hunt even the white animals in the forest.
0: Yeah, so basically he's just going to have, like, the never-ending farm.
1: I mean, I think that, like, blighted by frost... Probably just means like they won't die in winter. I think that they wouldn't like produce fruit in winter still. Nah, he's gonna have a magical I don't farm and no one's gonna really buy it. super know how farms work, as has been <laughs> very evident in this.
0: <laughs> they like grow. I don't I'm know. I'm pretty how sure or they why. grow.
1: And sometimes they don't, and sometimes they make food for me, and sometimes they don't. I
0: just go to the grocery store where all the food is magically presented to me already. At
1: all times of the year, in a very unnatural manner, that's very bad for the environment.
0: Can you imagine if we were a little house in the big woods? We would just die. I would be like, bears, take me. I would slather myself (laughs) in honey or whatever. I'd be like, just take me away from this wretched existence.
1: I just be like, what do you mean strawberries do not grow in December?
0: I demand strawberries
1: and avocados now. Strawberries (laughs) now. Bring me a strawberry for the little strawberry girl. I want to
0: go to Trader Joe's immediately.
1: (laughs) Trader Joe is the name of the guy who owns the general store. Uh, Yeah, and they're like, I've got
0: some gingham. And I'm like, no, where is your two buck chuck? Where are the
1: avocados?
0: (laughs) Where are your Jojo's? So they take the king, they take the Stark king to Wanda's cottage. Meanwhile, Chernobog is like real pissed about the Stark king escaping. And so Irina is like, hey, I know a way into his kingdom, but you have to promise to never harm me or my loved ones ever again. And the demon's like, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. So she takes him through the mirror into the Stark world, and he just starts fucking melting everything.
1: <laughs> He's like, yeah, "Yeah, I get to do what I wanted, which <laughs> is like, eat all of these I'm people.
0: Yum yum in my tongue." <laughs> He's just like making snow cones out of these people. He's terrible.
1: <laughs> oh man, a snow cone sounds real good right Doesn't now, though. It, though? Mm, what about yeah. what if
0: I just said sunset slush?
1: Oh, oh man how dare you how dare you do this to me
0: um if y'all have not had sunset slash which is probably a majority of the world because honestly yeah. it's like a very like local beach business <laughs> this particular beach that we frequent often well don't i don't know now you guys are gonna find us while we're trying to be on vacation yeah, don't and read whatever spot, fucking man. trash
1: books we want you're gonna come up to us and be like yo literary slammer what's up we're like you know what's funny? The first time I read this book was at that beach. It was.
0: It was the summer. I yeah. watched you. I witnessed you read it.
1: Yeah. I was probably eating sunset slush. Mm.
0: I was reading uh, probably either Carry On by Rainbow Roll mm. or Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle by Yeah Stuart something.
1: <laughs> and I believe your husband was reading The Fifth, uh, the Fifth Kingdom Fifth by Kingdom. Jemison.
0: Yes, he was. Yeah. The bind up
1: of all three books. It's a very huge tome. <laughs> this has been our podcast where we talk about what various family members were reading mm-hmm. a year ago. What was your brother reading? <laughs> um, the other uh, Didn't he read something? I don't think it was American Gods, was it? Was that that vacation? No, I think that was when he was on vacation with his girlfriend. I can't remember what he read on that trip. We'll have something to ask probably. Him. Tweet at us. Maybe Anansi. It might have been Anansi Boys because he might have oh, read American Gods. Before that, we pay very close
0: attention to people's reading habits. Like, not even gonna lie.
1: Well, okay, to be fair, most of the books that he reads are books I've lent him. Yes. So, like, well, that's the same with me and
0: Michael, but like, also, I'm like, I know more about what people have read than they do. I'm like, no, you've read that already. (laughs) I know you have. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) I'm just really interested and invested in what you're reading. (laughs) Uh, So, (laughs) The Stark King is like, Oh, my God, someone's in my house and they're making puddles. I need to get back now, but I cannot. (laughs) (laughs) And after some back and forth, Steppen's like, I have this nut that my dead mom gave me from the Stark tree near our old house. Maybe we can plant it. So they do. And it grows. And the Stark King takes Miriam back to the Stark Kingdom.
1: Through the tree, because the the Stark road needs to be under the trees, under that the white tree and snow the trees, so it's just, It all makes there's sense in fairy tale it. logic. It just, it's just it's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great book. <laughs> no
0: plot holes, <laughs> none at all, none whatsoever. Uh, and the Stark king takes Miriam back to the Stark kingdom, and they work together to defeat Chernabog. And basically, Miriam turns a lot of silver into gold, which hurts Chernabog because gold is like the sun. Chernabog craves only darkness. He hates the sun. It works. And then
1: also, because she turns all the silver into gold, and then Chernobog's there and he melts it, and then, like, because of the cold and whatever, it like reforms the wall in the mountain that was like busted earlier. So, like, also, she does the thing that the Stark King said she needed to do to become a real Stark Queen. So, like, you and know, it's he's you like, know, you it's are a, a Stark thing. Queen. You are a true Stark and Queen. And she's
0: like, is he going to kiss me? And he's like, nah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> turns away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> dramatic hair tossy head turn the lips do not meet mm, um, those icy icy lips
0: <laughs> so Jernabag has to go back to the regular world and he's like Ouch, ouch I've been defeated so now I will eat you Irina to make up for it and she's like uh uh I uh, did uh, what uh, <laughs> you said <laughs> just like Jurassic Park <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Um, I did what you said and you promised you wouldn't hurt me or mine if I did so can't touch this and then nee,
1: nee, nee, nee. It, nee, 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 nee.
0: they all stopped to dance in their hilariously large <laughs> pants
1: and then Chernobog <laughs> is like that I will eat the czar which you know I thought that was weird when they foreshadowed that earlier but it all turned out like yeah it worked it w- <laughs> out really well
0: lots of mentions of hammers in the first part yeah of I, you know Chekhov's hammer the dance the hammering times or mm-hmm. upon us
1: really well crafted writing it's
0: beautiful so melancholic uh <laughs> then the Chernabog is like I will eat the czar and Irina's like uh 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 he's mine so you can't touch him and then Chernabog dies and, and I guess the czar and the Tsarina are in love now or something he loves her she might not care about him
1: <laughs> I think that this is kind of like not necessarily like oh they're so in love i think number one i have a theory about this moment having reread it again because it's like the end of their story is like he looks at her with like enchant like he looks at her and is like demon's gone yeah Yeah. i wonder if all it means is that now the stark magic works on him oh yeah like, I don't, I don't know if it's stated. I don't know. And I don't know if that's what we're supposed to say, but like the to, last yeah, thing open-ended. is just like he looks at her and like has love in his eyes, yeah. essentially. And she's and a it's little like, bit okay. salty
0: because her political machinations have not like fully yeah. gone through because she was hoping he would die and then she would marry some old other guy. But.
1: but I think she's probably chill with, with just staying married to the hot young dude who now is like obsessed with her. Yeah. Possibly. I
0: mean, there are worse. I think you could
1: interpret this multiple ways. You could be like, oh, they're in love. You could be like, oh, he's in love with her. Or you could be like, oh, it's just saying the demon's gone. And so now he's affected by the Stark magic, Mm -hmm. which like they could still make it work out. You know, she could take off the jewelry when they're together and like have a normal relationship. Maybe. But I, I think it. It's very open ended. Yeah. Exactly how emotionally invested either of them are.
0: There is like some groundwork laid where she like mm-hmm. begins to understand where he's coming from. Yeah, and she she says she something feels bad like, for him. "No, Chernabog, he is mine." Which is like maybe just like yeah.
1: saving his life. But she also says that about like her servants. Yeah, so like they're all hers. That she she's like, you can't touch anybody in this land because they all belong to me because I'm the Serena, mm-hmm. So fuck off but she is mad horny for him right yes
0: because he is beautiful
1: yeah they have like one scene where they're like in bed together and they have a bunch of courtiers around and they like fake fucking and, it's and then really he cries and he did. yeah and she's like man i really wish that i could fuck him and it wouldn't be like this weird thing it but it definitely so is cuz like he's demon possessed
0: fake relationship having to share a bed moment yes
1: yes so much Except with a demon with a demon
0: as the third wheel like, like- This is, this to me is just the most questionable, like, he's the most garbage of the boys. Yes. But the demon is the most, most garbage. Oh, for
1: sure. But I don't think the demon counts as a trash boy. I think the demon is just a He's just a bad guy. (laughs) There's a difference.
0: Uh, In the meantime, also, final meantime, Miriam has to stay in the Stark Kingdom and, already go away. Miriam has to stay in the Stark Kingdom until winter rolls back around. Um, And she's, like, helping to rebuild the kingdom. And she really learns to love it there and shit. Um, And so when she finally is able to go back to her family, she's a little bit sad. But then the king is like, I want to marry you for real, for real. And so they do. But she's like, as long as I get to stay Jewish, that's, like, the only thing I won't give up is my religion and, like, being a daughter of Israel. And he's like, okay.
1: Well, and I think – sorry, I've said well, and I think so many times on this episode (laughs) –
0: This this book is very open to interpretation.
1: Yes, and also a book that I've read twice Mm -hmm. now and am a little low-key obsessed with. Um, But I think that the thing with this last bit, right? She says, like, okay, but you, like, he pr- he goes and, like, approaches her father and is like, hey, I want to marry your daughter. And she's like, no, no, no. Number one, you didn't bring this up in the six months that we were hanging out together. Yeah, so, like, what and the fuck, man? So, like, what the fuck? <laughs> Number two, we're doing this my way. If you, if you aren't going to respect me more than your weird traditions, like, fuck you. Yeah. So they get married and they have to do it, like, they do it as a Jewish ceremony. And he, because this is the thing with the names, right? Mm-hmm. He has to sign his name thus giving her his name which was like the thing he said he wouldn't do yes and it's very good and very and the very... last line of
0: the book is like but i'll never tell yes <laughs> it's so good
1: <laughs> love it uh
0: but yeah so that those are like the last four pages of the books it's like wow what's gonna happen with miriam oh it's happy okay. real
1: quick turnaround on the going from she's about to be Susaned her way out of narnia here yes. and never gets to go back I really did
0: think she was just going to turn her back on all of it. I was about to be so fucking pissed at this point. Yeah,
1: no. I would have hated it. Well, and that's, I kind of love this ending so much because, like, a lot of times when it's this sort of setup where there's, like, a magical fairy land or a magical other world or whatever, like, that's the choice, right? Mm -hmm. It's, like, you have to either stay there forever, and that's kind of, like, coded as death, right? Like, it's, like, if you go to the other land, it's essentially, like, you're dying, right? Yes. And nobody here will remember you. And especially in this book, nobody will remember you. And like, you will be forgotten from the real world. Or you return to the real world, having completed the hero's journey. And you're stronger and better now. But you're going to go back to the real world and become a farmer and marry a man. like Yes, again, that read sort of Every Harder of Doorway by Shana McGuire. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> but like, the end of this book, she's like...
0: I'm going to have both, actually. Yeah,
1: she's like he's she's like i'll marry you but like i get to come back here and visit my parents right and he's like yeah totally during the winter i we will can take come back you whenever. all winter whenever yeah. you want it's fine like you'll have to stay there in the summer because the road won't be open but like that's fine a lot but of people don't see their parents for six months out of the year that's not a big deal my like, question
0: though is like do they forget her in the interim now because it's kind of been established that once you yeah like people cannot have they don't have firm memories of the stark um because there's some sort of magic at play here that once they're back in their kingdom you f- start to forget them and Miriam's parents start to forget her the first time she leaves
1: this might be me reading too much into it but my assumption would be that because they are now situated on the cottage mm-hmm. that is between the two lands uh. that they might not that might not apply to them as much did she um, could just
0: like go and give them letters and presents all the time then yeah exactly just, like,
1: it's basically them. no big deal and yeah. i love that
0: wow yeah just like this was like a no brainer then
1: Yeah, it's not like this big dramatic choice. She's just like, yeah, I like this dude. I'm going to go marry him and live with him and I'll visit you guys. Yeah, I would be a
0: fool not to marry a king. Like, come on.
1: Like, this is great. I really like it there. And everybody's way nicer to me there than here. Does
0: she stay (laughs) mortal, though, is the other thing. I would be like, I'll do it, but I'm going to fucking live forever.
1: I'm going to assume we're going with fairyland. Again, more assumptions. I'm going to assume we're going with fairyland rules here where you do not age in fairyland. I think so, I think
0: we've established on this podcast that we would both choose the immortal yeah, life. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yes, if it were presented to us as an option, yes, I would like to become a vampire. I would like to vampire, fae folk, elf, werewolf, whatever, yeah, whatever.
1: Werewolves generally don't get the immortal thing, but, but some, they do some get versions to live do. So. Sometimes, or... sometimes, but sometimes it's shorter because it's so violent.
0: True. True. Like, and I don't want to get all scarred up and stuff. So already, mm,
1: I don't know. It would depend. It would depend on what vibe we're going with 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 the Mm -hmm. werewolves thing. If we're doing like alpha heavy werewolves, like, no, No, thank thank you. you. I'm good. But if we did, thank you so much.
0: Killing Armstrong werewolves.
1: Maybe they kind of do the alpha thing a little bit in that too, but it's not quite as like aggressive as like fan fiction alpha stuff, you know? (laughs) Anyway, Anyway, let's talk
0: about the garbage boys in this. Your what are your classifications? Yes. Okay.
1: So I want to talk about garbage boy rankings. So I I actually think that there are three main types of garbage boys. There's only two really present in this book, but I think there's three overall. Okay. And I think Light that they on. actually stem from, uh, like, early not romance novels necessarily, but like Austin era, like eighteen hundred sort of like novels, because I think there's three archetypes. Like a Darcy trash that- boy. Yes, okay. that's one of the archetypes, because okay. there's three archetypes that these trash boys follow. Okay. There's the Darcy, the Rochester, and the Heathcliff, mm-hmm. right? So, no bingles. No, no. <laughs> so uh, so the, the one that's not present in this book is the Rochester, which is the ultimate trash boy, right? Mm-hmm. And I say this as a big fan of uh, uh, Jane Eyre and Jane Eyre adaptations. Rochester is just trash he doesn't have an excuse he's, he's a bad dude he's
0: an awful person <laughs> let's be real. Locked
1: his, kept his wife in an attic a strange wife
0: didn't tell the new girl and
1: I get that there were like there wasn't a better place <laughs> yeah there wasn't a better place for her mental insane asylums were bad but like he is trash he's a bad dude who did bad things dear Rita he's garbage <laughs> <laughs> right, but it's like, and and the only reason that that works is because he gets fucking laid low at the end, mm-hmm. right? Like he loses, his wife dies, his house burns down, he loses an eye. Like, you know. You had it coming. So, you had it coming all you along. You had
0: it coming.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's number one, and that's not really in this book, although it's, the czar kind of borders on that depending on how you read him. Yeah. The Czar is more the Heathcliff trash boy, which is a trash boy who is a trash boy because he never knew love, right? So they didn't have <sighs> Yes. So they didn't have a good, their parents were shit, they were rejected by society. Phantom of the Opera is also one of these trash boys. I fucking hate that dude. Fuck oh God, everybody who's awful. Team Christine Phantom. Go jump off a small drop. I don't want you to actually injure yourself um <laughs> Reevaluate your choices. Just reevaluate <laughs> your choices in men. But so that's the czar, right? Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. Exactly. Okay. Um, so they have a reason for being a trash boy. Whether or not that reason justifies their trash behavior kind of depends on how severe the behavior is, mm-hmm. right?
0: <laughs> Kylo Ren, no excuse.
1: No, sorry, buddy. <laughs> that was that was no good. What you did. Uh, <laughs> so the czar like eh, yeah he didn't have anybody to love him and like was had a very bad childhood and whatever does that excuse the squirrel murder maybe the squirrel does that, ex- that was used the squirrel taunting probably not yeah. was that a demon we don't know so like <laughs> is he redeemable questionable but then you have the darcy trash boy which is the top tier trash boy the trash boy we all crave the trash boy we crave, which is a trash boy who is mean to you, but only because you don't understand his motives. He's hella right? awkward. He's shy. He doesn't <laughs> understand it. Or in this case, he has weird fairy laws he has to follow. This <laughs> is Kylo Ren fan fiction. Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so these are the three trash boys. <sighs> and I think the trash boy phenomenon is itself kind of a problem because it's like this whole idea of like women should just accept crap and they can change a man if they love him yes not. and like boys are mean and that's sexy like, like i
0: mean sometimes but it shouldn't but be sometimes <laughs>
1: but it shouldn't be
0: you can like something but still understand it's slightly problematic
1: yes and i do think we have to take each trash boy on a case-by-case basis because i think the mm. darcy trash boys are although the fact that they are so prevalent that's kind of, like it's kind of like strippers right like is it stripper yes <laughs> stay with me okay strippers by themselves no problem with strippers the fact that like this the like industry around it and like the sexualization mm, of women is like okay what you're saying. it's the problem is the societal like level of it it's not the thing itself it's not right? it's the, not women getting paid to do what they want to do right yeah. it's like the fact that Men think that they deserve access to women. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, so like the Darcy thing, it's like an individual trash boy being a trash boy isn't a problem. The problem is how prevalent it is in fiction, mm-hmm. right? So I feel I can like these trash boys and it's okay. <laughs> but I do understand that I need to monitor my trash boy intake and make sure it doesn't get to unhealthy levels. Yes,
0: yes. We there are some polls to characters like the darkling or draco mm-hmm. malfoy
1: mm-hmm. it's not healthy though <laughs> i really 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 want a trash girl romance like mm. i really i i i'm sure they exist but i want this sort of like i don't think i've read any of that at least that come to mind yeah where it's the girl is so trash right like
0: well, that's because where the girl is, <laughs> it's a man. It's a woman's job to change a man, but once a woman is sullied, there's no redeeming her.
1: Yeah. And girls can't be mean to boys. Yeah. They have to be nice and sweet. But boys being mean to girls means they like them. hmm
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. But I wonder, if anybody, like, legit, if anyone knows, like, a Beauty and the Beast retelling where it's the girl is the, the beast yeah. and it doesn't suck, because I have seen, like, a hallmark version of that and it was very stupid and bad but like (laughs) if you know one of these sort of like darcy versions or like a trash boy type book except it's a trash girl like let me know like send it to me either to read for the podcast or just for fun i'm also interested yeah i would also be fine with with it being a, a uh actually that's also interesting i was gonna say like two women and one of them is a trash boy but a woman but also like two dudes and one of them is a trash boy. I don't know if that dynamic really exists in fiction that much. Generally, if it's a trash boy, it's a trash boy with a very good girl. Like Yes, yeah. Yeah, cuz you need
0: to counteract the trashness, I guess. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Anyway, that was my treatise on trash boys. I
0: liked it. I think that was a good discussion. I think that I would like to to read about more Darcy trash boys.
1: Yes. Darcy Trash Boys are top tier Trash Boys. Mm -hmm. Heathcliff Trash Boys. Heathcliff
0: Trash Boys are... Put them right in the trash. Just leave them there. Mm. Don't bring them back out.
1: Yeah. And (laughs) Rochester Trash Boys. What are we even doing? We're just
0: reading it to see how terrible his life gets.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We want him to be punished in the end. (laughs) Uh. All right. So... Hooray. uh, Hooray. We read this book. What else have you been reading? you know nothing really good
0: i um <laughs> i'm like really i go into these reading slumps and or well, i have just not been reading very much all this summer yet
1: but well you're a failure as a person and you should feel bad about it truly i mean the i only the only
0: worth the only worth i have is the amount of books i've read on my right. reads that school. page count man yeah
1: um <laughs> so
0: i've been trying like every time i uh get into one of these slumps i try to read historical mysteries just because i think they're Mm. just so fun and i love them i don't know why it's always like this um really peppy independent woman from like victorian era up through like slightly pre-world war ii that's like that's like my my niche right there um (laughs) i don't know and they're they're like independent and solving crimes but they are not detectives so I'm
1: Trini <laughs> Fisher. Yeah, yes. Type. That was one of yeah, Miss Fisher's it.
0: Murder Mysteries. Um I also Michael has like the dog in so now he can click clack all over our recording. Great. <laughs> um
1: catastrophe.
0: <laughs> Please go lay down, dog. Uh I also really like the Amory Ames series by Ashley Weaver um and a new one i think that came out either late 2019 or early 2020 but murder at the mina house by erica ruth neubauer Mm. now my dog is drinking
1: water (laughs) enjoy
0: i hate this why did he let him in here why didn't he just take the dog somewhere else
1: this was the only option cool gross dog sounds just push through Um,
0: um, I, I've talked, I've talked a lot about the different ones I enjoy on the.
1: (laughs) I'm leaving all of this in. I can't function right now. I'm so mad.
0: (laughs) He's just a click clack. I know. He's just being a good boy. Like he's not doing anything wrong except for he's where I am. (laughs) It's not what I it's not what I wanted for my life.
1: He's just a Darcy level trash boy. <laughs> You're just suffering from I just, misunderstanding. I just don't understand this the 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 shy dog. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, Ernie, go lay down somewhere, please. Uh I've talked about before the Mary Russell series, uh by Laurie R. King, and uh I don't know. There's probably a bunch of them. Just go back and listen to my recommendations. But that's what I always like to read when I'm in a slump, so i will probably be turning to those soon hmm. i haven't read anything though. Like, that hasn't been anything for this podcast
1: in like a month <laughs> it's ridiculous excellent. what about you um well number one right now what i'm reading is what i was reading when we started this recording which is the third taz graphic novel yes. i also have um, it sitting
0: next to my bed but i haven't picked it up yet because i'm like reading
1: <laughs> very excellent i'm only a little bit into it but i already love it uh I also, in general, I know I've repped this author before, but since we read this book, I feel like I have to. Holly Black, who is queen of the Trash Boy fairies, mm-hmm. um, both her uh, Tithe series and her Cruel Prince series, and also The Darkest Part of the Forest a little bit, um, all full of just the trashiest of Trash Boys, uh, but generally of the like Darcy bordering on... Uh, uh heathcliff variety so nice that's always fun um but the other one i wanted to recommend this week was cinderella is dead
0: i'm just like i'm literally just now looking at that on goodreads because i was gonna tell you about this this book that goodreads just suggested to me because i'm pretty sure amazon is listening to me right now um (laughs) they suggested me a book and then this is right under readers also enjoyed and i was just looking at it anyway go ahead (laughs) creepy
1: yes the book of cinderella is done by Kaylin bayron um which i had been looking forward to because it is a not cinderella retelling but cinderella continuation i guess much like just ella which is set like 200 years after cinderella and basically it the the premise is wild it's like cinderella is basically used as like a religious text to keep women in line so like Every year they have a ball and women have to come to the ball and get like partnered off. And if they aren't chosen after three years, they become like low paid menial servants and sometimes are like, you know, and are like treated very poorly. And I will say, I think that like the plot, I I had some hesitations going into it because it is very YA dystopia. And generally I feel like YA dystopia is very heavy-handed and mm-hmm. it was a pretty heavy-handed book but i thought it had some interesting things to say about like the way in which um fairy tales and cultural myths shape and reinforce the hegemonic structures yeah, that right does sound interesting. so it's it's definitely like number 1 if you like y a uh, dystopia you might want to check it out but also if you are a big reader of like retellings i think that like there's some interesting stuff there amongst the YA dystopia which isn't necessarily something that I super like but the the meta text made it enjoyable enough for me to read and to recommend if that's something that seems to be up your alley I wish I could read books right now (laughs) (laughs) listen we are a book podcast, and I will be the first to say there is absolutely nothing wrong with taking a break from reading, especially if you are enjoying other forms of media. I think all media consumption is equally valid and does different things for different parts of your brain, and that's great. So if you don't want to read right now and you want to go listen to D&D podcasts, good for you.
0: <laughs> it's like you've seen inside my mind.
1: <laughs> it's like all we ever text about is d podcasts. It is, is our, podcasts. our two
0: interests, are books and D&D. <laughs> there's nothing sometimes else to our overlap. personalities <laughs> <laughs> oh boy what are we reading next
1: <laughs> uh, what are we reading next well next week uh, we are going to be reading Animorphs Summer 22 The Solution which is the f- final book in the David trilogy
0: I'm excited for you guys to hear where this shit goes
1: <laughs> yes lots of I fun times love with David I that book <laughs>
0: So then after that, I will be wrapping up uh, the dead animal unit that M has gifted <laughs> us with. I, as I've said before, didn't try too hard to try and find a book that I think either of us would even enjoy remotely. But um, I don't know. Maybe this one will. It's called The Fledgling by Jane Lincoln, And it's about a girl and a okay. goose.
1: Oh, see, I was going to say I think I've read it, but I think I'm confusing it with a different book about an owl. Maybe. So, there there are we're some the clear.
0: fantasy elements to this, I believe. Mm. Um, I don't know how much it'll count um, knowing the tiny bit that I know about it, but it's she has a relationship with a goose, and guess what? It dies at the end. Oh, so no. I wasn't expecting that to happen. <laughs> Nobody was. <laughs> all right cool yeah and make sure it's the right one because there's a lot of books just called
1: the fledgling i can see why that would be a popular book yeah. title
0: yeah yeah this one is by jane langton it's hall family chronicles number four so hopefully oh. we don't need to know about what happened in the first three books about the hall family <laughs> i don't want to be lost
1: diving right into the center maybe end of this series let's
0: find out let me see how many books are in this series oh.
1: 33 Oh, no, eight? I don't know. So
0: you're right. It is the neighbor yeah. or the, the neighbor. Right in the oh middle. my God. Where did I get, come up with that word? It's I the neighbor. I do not
1: know. It's the neighbor. It's the neighbor
0: in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> gotta go. I gotta run back to my D&D shows because I clearly, my brain is not functioning anymore. Uh boy. Is that it? In the meantime? Yeah. Okay. In the meantime, if you have found that book that we are craving You can tweet at us at ShelfAwareCast or email us ShelfAwareCast at gmail.com. We also take submissions for a book you think we wouldn't like or a whole unit if you would prefer that. As always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. And we are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms. So if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you better, even though you know the goose is going to (laughs) die. I mean, at least you'll find out what happens to David. (laughs) (laughs) If you happen to use Apple Podcasts, we'd very much appreciate a five-star review. But if you don't use Apple Podcasts, that's okay, because you're allowed to talk about us anywhere on the internet you would like.
1: In the words of Naomi Novik, emphasis, (laughs) Embarger, she took her small wooden jewel box and opened it, a heavy silver chain and 12 squat candles of pure white wax lay in the bottom of it. What? And she put the tablecloth in atop the rest. This is some K.A. Applegate level measurements here. What are you talking about, How small, small is, jewel what box? What does small
0: mean to you, you, Naomi? What are you talking about? What does small mean? Sure, it's not a car, but a small jewel box.
1: Is it bigger than a bread box?
0: <laughs> I guess for royals,
1: maybe maybe like, this was the small one my
0: other my other jewel box is a sled
1: my other jewel box is a house <laughs>
0: uh. is that what their cookies are called
1: i don't know i i'm not bougie enough to shop at trader joe's is trader joe's bougie
0: i mean it's like they they also own aldi Mm. but they're like more they're more whole foods than they are yeah i don't
1: shop at whole foods
0: but they're not that expensive and they're not owned by amazon like they're very Mm. good to their employees um
1: should i start shopping at trader joe's tweet at me let me know
0: yes or aldi
1: (laughs) they're both very good to their employees should you get a
0: job at trader joe or aldi
1: i definitely shouldn't (laughs) i don't
0: know they pay a lot (laughs)